Have you ever had to give yourself a pep talk just to walk into a car dealership? Or have you ever thought to yourself, I can't trust car salesmen. They don't have my best interests at heart. I'm here to debunk the myths and break the stigma. Welcome to Carman Conversations, the podcast. Welcome back to another edition of Carman Conversations, and I'm really enjoying this new format. Got a bit of a live audience today here. I'm uh, joined by my beautiful twins, Kaylin and Kayla, uh, who have decided to join the live broadcast and again joined once again by Rachel. Welcome. Hello, Luke and Kayla and Bud. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to another episode here. Plenty to talk about uh, and uh, looking forward to getting it underway. Absolutely. So last week we had our really exciting cx90 launch let's talk everyone through that quickly cx90 launch was great uh really really good great turnout uh well first of all let's talk about the car it's just a great great car uh i think it's been um a, a little bit of time in the making uh the big brother or sister you could say of cx60 um and a lot to talk about on that car there was there was i guess so much speculation around how big is it going to be what motors are going to have how's it going to look and, and when you actually see it and fantastic car to look at um on the eye visually beautiful um stunning stunning car interior um and when you come for would look for the technology and so on associated with that car it is just the next generation so when master talk master premium it definitely is master premium but um it was a great night we had a huge turnout for it um and, and i think the room was filled of nothing but good energy and vibe and and when we took the uh, cover off the car it was definitely holy this is very mm, impressive definitely, so, yeah. very very special motor car so after a night like that where it was such a success how are you feeling when you, on the drive home um a lot to think about obviously on the drive home i've done a lot over the last 29 years of releases of cars and mm. this being a bit of a pre-launch it was um it's exciting i just want the car now mm. that's probably the, the little bit different is in the past you'll do a vehicle launch and the following day You've got the car to sell, yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is months out that we um we we still to see the car, but I guess it builds a different sort of hype and energy around um, people waiting for it. There'll be more and more people placing pre-orders on that car now, and when it does arrive, it's like wow, it's worth the wait. Um, but you know, it was it was great. It was it was uh, you know the talk in the car on the way home was about how good is that car. Gee, the feedback was fantastic around it. Everyone just absolutely loved it. Everyone was just blown away by the sheer premium look and feel of the car it was nice um and yeah it was just it was actually a really good night so it's now looking forward to the official release of the next stage i guess of actually seeing the car driving the car and and um being in traffic so um there were some pretty excited people leaving um leaving the other night so it's really good they were and how long do we have to wait do you have a ballpark for that i don't really just yet i guess we'll um know in the coming weeks and i'll keep everyone updated with the official launch date of yep. the car um, I think that it might be sooner rather than later. Um, so, which is Heard pretty exciting. Heard it here first, folks. Yes, um, but yeah, there was a, a lot of anticipation and wait around the car. Um, the car that was on display was a left-hand drive variant. So, yeah. that I, I guess when you look at what Master are looking to do to showcase this particular model, um, that car's come out for us to have a look at to say, hey, this is it. This is what we can expect, and um, you know, so it, it won't be too long. Um, and it'll go pretty quick, but if you go on an order, it'll take forever. <laughs> it'll feel like it anyway. Absolutely. Now, we do have the CX-60 launching very, very soon. It is, yeah. So we were lucky enough to have the 90 and the 60 side by side the other night. Again, we were just blessed to have two very, very special motor cars coming um, with that premium look, um, and the 60 is just around the corner, um, and we will see that one next month. I haven't got an official release date yet, 
Uh, but the wait is almost over and that car is uh, is ready to go. So after spending Friday night looking at both those cars, getting in and out of both of them, um, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Really am. The, um, the feedback was amazing on the night of those cars. Great feedback. Really good feedback. And a big question I got asked the other night was um, around, do you think it'll be... Who will buy these cars? Will it be master customers? Will they be trading CX-5, CX-8, CX-9? You know, and mm. um, probably similar to, the, I had a conversation with multiple people about it the other night, was I think this will be a lot of conquest business. So this will be a lot of people that don't necessarily drive master now, uh, that have been another product, but looking for that luxury of, have been very loyal to the brand and been master buyers pr- uh, previously. And now going, you know what? I just wish there was a, a more premium or a higher end vehicle and it's now here. You know, so I think there'll be a, a lot of those people, and there's also people there that have probably been driving that higher end premium premium product and paying a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. Looking at it, going, you know what? This has got everything plus some, um, and I, I just love the motor car with a great reputation. I'm going to have a look at it, you know. But I also think there'll be a big big part of that will be master buyers currently now that will continue to um to keep trading on and looking at that 60 or 90. So created a lot of lot of interest the other night and we've had some um, great feedback around it and a lot of prospects on that car. Expression of interest has been through the roof higher than any model we've seen before. So when it hits the showroom floor, it'll be, um, it'll be really good to see. It will be. And I guess that's when the next part starts for those customers who may not be looking at Mazda um, as the right fit for them. It's now that education piece to let them know that, hey, we are here and we're now entering the, um, the industry with something that's amazing. Absolutely. And, um, and I think that'll be the big part is that, that there's a little bit of talk around about the car now. There's talk around what, what's coming. Um, we will be sharing a lot of the, the video content that we took from the night and yep. spreading that out amongst um, you know our followers and for people to see that uh, what what it actually the showcase of the car is. You know when it, when it comes to that premium design. Uh, so we'll be able to give that real good intimate viewing of the car, which will be pretty special. Um, yeah, but for a lot of people, it's it's been on their wish list or in the, on the, the the thought or made the shopping list. Um, now it'll be a chance for them to have a look a little bit uh, closer with the with the um, probably some of the content that we've got to deliver, um, yeah. and then soon enough it'll be here to drive. You know, so the other part of it too, which was a conversation, was people were saying, "Oh, look, you know, a lot of people because of the similarities between CX60 and 90, they'll be able to see the 60 and then just envisage, envisage the 90 being that bit bigger." But you can't do it. You know, you've seen it now. It's mm. um, they're two totally different cars. They you know, are. they've they've got that definitely master look to them and that premium feel, but they are two totally different cars. So special times ahead, that's for sure. Definitely. Now you've gone home after the event and you have gone over to Tangaluma for the weekend. Is that right? I did. So I had the event Friday night. I worked on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I really wanted to be amongst it with the team for the end of financial year. Um, very important part for us Saturdays our our sale day and our sale day and our sale events and more of our retail activity. So uh, we had a really good Saturday um, and and I also wanted to get a bit of feedback with the guys around the Friday night. Yeah. Um, what the feedback was there, we had some customers that had, had looked at the ninety the night before, but want to come and spend a bit more time talking about the ninety the following day. So uh, spent the day Saturday uh, with the team, had a really good day to finish off a great week, uh, and then yeah jumped on the flyer and and. Um, Myself, Jess and Rain uh, went across to Tangaluma and let the hair down a little bit for the weekend just to get a bit of R&R. So nice. beautiful time of the year, Tangaluma. Winter there, it's quiet, the sunset's beautiful, the water's still, it's just got this vibe. Um, I can't get enough actually, looking forward to going with the kids uh, in the school holidays and spending a few nights over there. So yeah, it will be a good time. Do you ever get sick of it? You know what? I, I don't. I never get sick of it. And I was thinking about that. I don't ever get sick of it. It's something I, the more I go there, the more I love it. It's home away from home. 
Um, it feels, it's got this, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's um, just got this feel. The minute you walk through the front door, there's a bit of a smell that comes with it and a, uh, a sense of um, relaxation. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of, I think it's the water um, with the, the uninterrupted views of water and the sun and the sand and all put together, it's a pretty special place. So no, I don't think um, I'll ever get sick of it. Well, that's good the more hear. I go, the more I love it. Amazing. Um, so tonight we have Origin. Yes. How are you feeling? Oh, not very good. No, I wouldn't be either. Bit of turmoil there. So it's been a bit of a tough week um, for being a, a football fanatic or being a Dragon supporter and a, and a uh, Blues supporter, I can tell you that much. So not feeling a lot of confidence when it comes to um, the game. Not sure about some of the selections, but... Um, Anyway, we'll know at around about you know nine o'clock or a bit after nine o'clock tonight what the outcome will be. But um, yeah, well, by the time this goes live, it'll be well and truly. Yeah, it will be. It will be. But um, yeah, a bit of a tough week actually. I just it, Origin's always an interesting time with selection of players. Um, I often think a lot deeper from that. What a coach would go through is there much noise from you know from the fan base? Is there much noise from social media and so on around test select our oh, team selection and who should be playing in what position? Then you've got the, the guess, I suppose, the, the thought of we need to play the, the incumbent player that have been there previously and the winning side that have been there previously and the good combinations from teams. So there's a lot more depth to it than what a lot of people think. And I guess that origin time of the year, it's when the uh, rugby league people, you know, that aren't huge rugby league supporters come out and all have their opinion. And I love yeah. that. I love the fact that it's state versus state and people, they, they bleed blood over it. It's, it's just that... that that real, uh, I love the state, and you know, I, I want my team to win no matter what. And credit Queensland game one played exceptional, and it just showed big ticker, big heart, and they played for the full eighty minutes. And New South Wales didn't, but it's another game tonight and a test with some players, I guess, with a fair bit of pressure on them playing in in Brisbane, which is bloody tough. So sold out um, too. Yes, so it'll be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. But um, been a tough week in the football land. I think. Um, all I've heard is Ben Hunt's name about 7,000 times a yeah. minute um, in the last few days and the weekend and tough little road for the Dragons, I guess. New coach coming in, they got their captain on the uh, on the verge of wanting to leave the club and even to pay to get out of the club. So I don't know, you can dig deep on that or I think there's a lot of build up too from media that, um, you know, blow it way more than what it is and I guess that's high profile sport and what comes with it. But um, to be a Dragon supporter at the moment is tough, tough business, I can tell you that much. And a blue supporter. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. We'll see about that. I did notice that you're wearing blue today. Was that on purpose? No, no, it just as it happens, organic. So it just must be a good feeling. Good very, sign. very hard for those listening, but he yeah. is wearing blue. <laughs> um. It's a good sign ahead, I think. <laughs> very good. Do you have any predictions for the game tonight? No, I, we got a little tipping comp here just to guess the score. I haven't actually done mine yet. Uh, I was thinking about it just earlier today. I think it'll be a really tight game. Uh, I think it's a must win for New South Wales. So. They'll probably play a brand of football that they 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 wouldn't want to play, I guess. But when you're coming from behind, that's what you need to really speculate. So it'll be a, 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 a I guess aggressive start, a fast start for them. So it could be a high points game, uh, or it could be a real slog. And I guess it's a really hard one to pick. You can't um, pick it, I guess. No. So it'll be um it, it'll be different actually. So I'm thinking it'll be a really tight game, no matter what. I don't think it'll be a the other way to look at it, if Queensland get a really good early start and they get some dominance and get a bit of a lead there, I think they'll kick on and, mm. and, and be a massive scoreline, um, especially at home and get that crowd behind them. But um, I don't know if we'll go that way. I think it'll be more of an arm wrestle and, and come down to a two or four point game. So I hope so. They're my favourite ones to watch. It'll be good to watch. It'll be good to watch, that's for sure. So the game's tonight. 
Yep. What's your routine for watching the football? What do you love to do? Um, just the routine, I guess, from an origin point of view is, um, well, Jalen and I talk about it. Um, my eldest boy, Jalen, he's a, he's a diehard uh, New South Wales supporter with me. We like to watch it together. Um, usually there's a bit of footy food involved, but um, we've left that to a bit to last minute. Um, and yeah, generally a couple of beers before the game and mm-hmm. I'll enjoy a nice rum probably in the second half, um, nice. depending what, on the what's score. What's your rum of choice right now? Uh, choice would be Captain Morgan spiced um, with a little wedge of lemon and a, and a triple shot with a little bit of Ooh. Coke. Um, beautiful taste, refreshing. It's got a good little taste to it. So I'll have one of them if, there's, uh, if the scoreline's pretty good, but otherwise it might just be a couple of beers. But we've got our spot where we're watching it. Um, we like to give our own little commentary. Um, I did have a lot of invitations to go to the game tonight. and mm-hmm. Very appreciative of that, but it's not something I can do. I just can't go to an Origin. Um, mm. I've got a bit of a ritual where I like to watch it at home. Be your own commentator. Be in your little safe space of where you uh, need to be to, to uh, handle whatever scoreline comes. Sounds um, like a blue supporter, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it does, actually. I'm a bit the same with Dragons. Very rare will I go and watch a, a Dragons game in Brisbane. <laughs> you just but know I'd, the disappointment that's coming. I'd like to watch one in Sydney, so I do uh, prefer yes. I'll watch more there than, than here. But anyway, looking forward to it. I, I do look forward to um to Origin each year, so yeah. uh, it'll be a good game tonight. Lead up to it, kick off, and uh, ready to roll. Very nice. Um, now, what are you running tonight, food-wise? Um, we, there was a bit of um, talk this morning. Jalen stopped me at the gym this morning and said to me, what are we doing for food? He goes, I'm thinking the traditional footy food of party pies and uh, Cheerios and so on. I said, no, 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 Jess has already uh, said that there was a, uh, a shredded chicken taco um, that she's done that um, is pretty good. It's one of Bud's favourites. It's... Uh, pretty tasty. Bud's actually nodding the head and Kayla's turning her face up at the moment, so <laughs> I think it's the shredded thought, chicken taco. I thought you weren't a fan of Mexican. I'm not. All Mexican tastes are the same. I haven't actually had this, but um, Bud's come back with a, a good report on it, so it'll be pretty good. I'm appreciative for any food I get. Very good. Did you have a, um, a favourite meal last week? Um, I ate very well last week. Um, it was tough to come back after the... Uh, the Melbourne foods, but mm. um, actually had a really good steak last night. I had a steak every Tuesday or every second Tuesday night. We have a family dinner, and I had a uh, OP rib on the bone last night. Four hundred and fifty grams, chips and mushroom pepper sauce, uh, chips, uh, salad and mushroom sauce, and a couple of schooners of stone wood. It was beautiful. Where was actually. this at? Eaton's Hill Hotel. It's a bit of a local forest where we go on a, on a Tuesday. Same routine. Like clockwork, actually. So, um, yeah, really nice. Good night with the kids. Good food. Gee, 450 grams sounds like a decent a lot of piece of meat. There. There's a lot of bone in there. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it was nice. Really good. Nice. Well, thanks for the update. <laughs> now, what are you seeing in a market um, point of view? What are you seeing here uh, this week? Um, market, it, you know what? A lot of people have said to me, how's, how's the month going? And, you know, you get third-party study. Look, what, what, how's things going? How's the NFL issue? It's been a really different financial year for us really really different um usually to have the flurry of people coming in that want their car need their car by the end of the month instant asset tax write-off is another thing which was forcing the car and again i think it's different because of stock issue and stock supply and that pipeline not being there and um and ready to go for people um so it's changed people's buying a little bit uh and some people have bought over the last probably two years or two or 18 months cars that they wouldn't not necessarily have wanted to have 
but it was cars that were available at the time to be able to fill yeah. their fleet. Yeah. Um, so it's really different at the moment. The market's a bit up and down. I'm watching um, some last minute rush for, for Utes for the end of financial year, and we've got a bit of a flurry there. We've actually got a sale this Saturday, which will be our final sale of the end of financial year this Saturday, and it's really heavily focused around BT50. Uh, we've got an ABN, um, ABN, a special ABN pricing promo, which will run this Saturday, which will be huge. We've got a, um, uh, a plenty of utes on display, actually, for this Saturday, so it'll be a, a really good one to get down. But I guess from looking at the market um, right now, um, it's still positive and it's still plenty out there. It's just, I guess, there's the concern in the market around um, availability, there's concern around when's the right time, is interest rates still increasing, should I wait, um, getting a bit of accounts advice. So yeah, it's a little bit different. Probably from a service point of view, uh, it's a really busy market at the moment for service. And, and what's really spiked for me in the last week or two, as I've noticed, is there's been quite a bit of inquiry about um, small business to medium-sized business around servicing, you know, and, and but they got a mixture of fleet, you know, and a lot of it's been around that mobile service. Can we get it all done on site? Due to the mobile pickups, can we do them there? Do you open on a Saturday to be able to do them? But, um, you know, and when I was talking with some people the other day, it was like, oh, I wish we'd be able to service our whole fleet. Half of it's master, but half Toyota, you're mm-hmm. able to do it. But um, that's one thing that a lot of people aren't aware of. We can service all makes and models. Mm-hmm. And if the fleet is half and half or, you know, a third of each, you know, we can definitely source, uh, we can definitely service all makes, all models. And we can do that on site. We can do that with a mobile service truck or we can do that, you know, in, in-house here. So, um, and that's probably one thing that's really stood out to me in the market there is a bit of uncertainty around servicing. There's uncertainty about, you know, cars, should they be buying? There's a bit of uncertainty around finance, but uh, it is still a really fruitful time for us. And end of financial year is always end of financial year. It is the right time to buy. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be um, to be here, that's for sure. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There yeah. are, there, and that's the thing, there is, there is a lot going on. There's a lot to buy, there is great opportunity, and yeah, there's... And if anyone still says it after a long period of time of is what's end of financial year like, it is always the same. It's always a rush. It's always a rush. It's always, let's go, go, I'll take that. I'll need this. It has to be by the end of the month. So it's a good time of year, actually. It creates a really good environment. I really enjoyed last Saturday. Uh, the vibe was high and the energy was good. The pace was good. And um, this Saturday, I think, will be even better. There'll be a lot of hype around it, especially with the ABN pricing on BT50, uh, which will be That's huge. That's huge, yeah. Yeah, which will be really big uh, and going to have plenty of cars on display. You know, we've got... um. A few different cars that we'll have here on display as well. You know, we'll, we'll be kitted up with a lot of accessories that, um, um, which a lot of people wouldn't have seen before, and all in the one place at the one time, which would be pretty exciting. So, big Clint's looking forward to that one, that's for sure. There you have it, guys. If you're looking for a BT50, yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday, it'll be tomorrow when this goes live. It will be, yes. And we are going to have our beer trailer out there as well. Um, talk us through that, Luke. I, I feel like we need a backstory on where that came from. Oh, and where it's headed. yeah. So the beer van or the the cool room. Um, I went to an auction, um, a very good friend of mine, David Russell, um, is a um, on the board of a very important charity, which is called, it's a bloke thing, it's a prostate cancer um, fundraising um, a foundation, which is for a very, very good cause and a great support. Um, I went to this last year and it's the first one I've been to. David talked it up for a long time, so it's a great following, big, big, um, big numbers come to it and and I went to the first one. I was blown away, actually, by the, the support it gets. It's obviously for an excellent cause, and people get right behind it. Um, and I hadn't planned on, you know, going there to look for anything in particular. And I sat there in an auction, and I saw this cooler van pop up in the auction. Uh, there was two of them available, and I thought, this would be really cool, actually. This would be really good for multiple reasons. And uh, very much suits our, our, our model or our, our, our business model here with 
the cars community culture, um, what we're involved with with local sporting events, uh, community um, activations, events, yeah. everything that, that that's there. It, it was important to us. Uh, I thought this could be a really great thing of having a cool room, having something where um, you know where you've got the, the the beer on tap and and a great opportunity for a uh, I guess a, a billboard a. a Billboard on wheels, billboard. yeah, yeah. Um, that we could really market around who we are in the community and popping up at different sporting events and again that people say, oh, hang on, there, there they are again and there they are. And So we park it up in our workshop. Um, we've, we've done a fair bit of work to it since we got it. So the, the, we, we ended up buying it on the day and um, and it was a custom build and um, really great setup. It's got a couple of um, beer taps on it. Uh, we've partnered with two great beer companies, um, with Brendale Brewing and Ether Brewing. Uh, they've been great to us. We do a lot of cross promotion there, uh, so we've got their beers um, on tap at the moment. And um, they're tasty. And they are. They're very, very tasty. Uh, and we've done a little bit more too. We've set up the the beer van. It's got a barbecue with it and a TV and a big awning, and um, and it's all in our in our colours. And um, we, we've got a fair bit of um, advertising space that gets around there. So yeah. really great initiative um, and something there that'll be on display. But where we can turn up to to local business, we put barbecues on and. Um, yeah, I guess you'll see it around more and more now that we've we've got it up and running and done a I little bit. To I it. can't wait for that to hit the roads of um, North Brisbane. Yeah, it'll look great. It will. It'll look great. So I actually um, gave it a bit of a debut for Rainy's um, third birthday, and uh, we cooked a barbecue and had a few beers flowing off tap, and it was fantastic. So definitely the talk at a three-year-old's birthday party, that's for sure. So uh, <laughs> sure, Rain will remember it. Uh, he probably won't. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. And uh, from a cultural point of view, just here in the dealership as well. Um, it's really great for those after hours uh, work barbecues that you host that people might not know about. Yeah, we're very important to us is a, a big thing. I've always tried to run the, the dealership like a footy side. I think that it's really important that we have a very, very um, transparent game plan. I think it's really important we prepare for a game um, together. Uh, everyone knows the game plan. Everyone needs to be fit. Everyone needs to be focused. And on game day, there's really good execution around the game plan that's put in place. Um, and whether it be a win or a loss, as long as everyone's putting in, I think it's always important to celebrate as a team as well. So I've always been big one one to um, to celebrate with you know with a couple of beers or with a barbecue. And we have our monthly team barbecue, regardless of the result. We always have it once a month um, on a Friday afternoon, where all the team get together. Um, our ambassadors come along a lot of the time and do a bit of guest speaking. We'll come along just for a bit of a, a chat with some of the staff, but it's a really good opportunity for me to to say my thanks and have the team together and and, um, and cook up a bit of a barbecue and we've got the beer van there and uh, it's nice for everyone to, to get around together. It's a real community feel. It's a, real, a really nice culture within the dealership. So important to me, it was always the footy scope of you, um, you, you, you prep together, you play together and you celebrate together. So and, mm-hmm. it's a, and it's a really good team bond. So I believe um, that's been a, a big success to our, our I guess, uh, our attention when it comes to staff. And just with that, um, I think it's really important to say that we are always hiring and if you do want to explore working at the dealership that you can email Luke at any time um, you can find his email through his Instagram page at LDC underscore zero one very important actually it was one thing that I I learned going back someone asked me this the other day is like you're always advertising are you looking for staff and I'm not actually looking for staff it was I, I did read something once um, there was a guy who had a Buick dealership in the States and he talked heavily, I actually talked to my staff about this this morning. Um, he talked heavily around the, the need for, for ongoing um, recruitment to put it out there to see what's available in the outside world of, of um, people that weren't within his dealership. So I believe they had a thousand employees which were a high performing dealership, but 
he always thought that complacency sets into a dealership when the when you're performing. Um, and if you haven't got people on your toes and you're not under pressure, you become complacent and you're not really performing to your best ability. And I, I read it a couple of times and, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, does it create unrest? And then I thought about it, you're not actually advertising to replace someone in that position. You're looking to, to get personality, people that, that might offer good energy and, and bring really good vibes to a, to a business. Uh, and where would they be best suited? Now, knowing that, that person that sits in that chair might know that that's the constant thing going on, saying, well, you know what, I don't want to be under the spotlight. I don't want to be that person that's underperforming. I don't want to be that person that they think, hang on, well, they might be able to get better out of someone else. So what they actually found is their efficiency and productivity within their staff went through the roof, and their staff retention was so high and their turnover was so low. But by bringing new people in, it didn't necessarily replace people. Mm -hmm. It grew different jobs, but mm -hmm. it also weeded out the people that weren't engaged and those people that didn't want to be the best of the best. So I adopted that a couple of years ago and it's uh, worked really well for us. It worked great through us through COVID. Um, you know, when a lot of people worried about their jobs, we said, no, we're definitely not losing our jobs. In fact, I'm going to continue to employ. Uh, and right to today, we want to, we have a very high expectation that customer deserves the best and we want to make sure that we're the best on ground every week. I think it's a really nice way to look at it and um, one that many people don't do or hear of. No, well, it can be reactive, see, you know, yeah. someone resigns, you know. They, you freak they, out and... Oh, I've got to, got, to, got, to, got to, like, advertise, I need to replace that person ASAP, they've only given me a week's notice and they're at their new job or whatever it might be and, you know, you want to, then you're rushed, you're adding, running an ad on Seek and, you know, you've, you've rushed to pick who you want, you're, you're putting someone on that may not be the best fit because it's reactive. If you're proactive and you're talking to people when you don't need people, it's when the best people will come. Yeah. It's when the people will come that, or that you realise, hang on, this person's given me some really great energy and could be a really good fit for this, this position. However, the person I've had here for X amount of years, they probably need to know that they're doing a really good job as well, but they can improve in these areas and this is the energy I've just felt. You know, So it, it can be a, a change of, um, of mindset um, and, and to me, uh, it was genius when now looking back on it, it made a whole lot of sense mm. as, to, as to why. Um, and, and obviously you want your best throughput from your, from your team. Uh, and to do that, you don't want to be reactive and running an ad. You want to be having plenty of stock and plenty of people available and people that are multi-skilled that can fill any hole at any time. So. And I guess when you are reactive, um, you open yourself up to, like you said before, not hire the right person. And then really at the end of the day, the customer will suffer from that. Yeah, we well, don't want that. And it's never a long-term thing. It's yeah. desperation. You've employed someone that you think, oh, you know what? I probably wouldn't have them any other day of the week, but I will because I've got no one else. Hmm. Right there, you're behind the eight ball straight away and you're never yeah. going to get the result that you need. Uh, and longevity-wise, it's never going to be there. And from a customer that deserves that best of the best, they're not going to get that without having that right person there. Yep. So it's a model that I took on, um, sometimes very, very time consuming. Uh, I, I spent a day yesterday actually doing interviews. So I did uh, 22 interviews yesterday um, that started at nine in the morning and finished about 6.15 last night. And um, as hard as it was, I actually got a lot out of it. It was really nice to see 20 plus different personalities, spend a lot of time with each person. and. There were some really good candidates there that um, really show that some the good people that have some really good values and good morals that they can offer a lot to business. And I think it's really, you've got to have an open mind as an employer to think, you know, you need to be advertising because there are some great people out there yeah. that can offer little bits of spark to the dealership and bring experience from external, mm -hmm. you know, and exactly why I went to Melbourne last week to try and get experience seeing, testing myself in different fields. And sometimes you can bring that experience in that can give that little one or two percenters that you're not seeing that will um, be an instant ad. So I think it's really important. Absolutely. 
Now, we do have a listener question this week. Beauty. Just a reminder to everyone listening that you can send them in every week, whether it's just over a direct message to uh, Luke or myself on the Aspley Mazda Instagram. We are here to answer anything you need. Now, this one is very timely considering the sale we've got going with the BT50s this Saturday. And it's actually one that I hear and see asked quite a lot through socials. Does customizing my BT50 in your Ute Center void the warranty? For example, blacking out tail lights, lifts, suspension, all that. No, it's a good question, and yeah, and we do. It's a common one that we get. So you'll always have your manufacturer's five-year warranty. Um, those parts that you will replace, whether it be suspension or, or whatever it may be, there's a warranty on that. So um, that will sit under that warranty of the replacement of that part. Uh, it doesn't void your five-year warranty. So if you've changed the suspension, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got no warranty left on your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that part is in a, a genuine master warranty mm-hmm. for that part, if it's an aftermarket accessory. But obviously there's a warranty under that with the supplier who supplies that part. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, and no, we make sure that we, we, obviously it's important for us to safeguard the investment and people make sure they get their, their warranty. And that's why we want to do the right things with the right right suppliers yep. and make sure it's the right product. But um. Uh, and, and I guess you're never going to customise a BT50 so that it's illegal. No, we'll never do that. Yeah. We get a lot of people talk about those things, but we'll yeah. never do that. We'll never go down that road. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, we've got a lot set up here that we can that you can see and visualise and, and get a bit of an idea of, of different lift kits, wheels, tyre packages and everything else, you know. But, uh, yeah, there are some areas that you can chop and change around a little bit. We won't do anything that uh, will void the warranty. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are bits there that, um, you know, that won't fall under the manufacturer's warranty that would fall under the warranty of that third-party supplier. Yeah, I think that's um, really a good reminder for people who are looking to customise their BT50 and, you know, you've seen it, I've seen it, the people have seen it. You can have a good-looking car without it being um, illegal. Absolutely. (laughs) Just got to do it the right way, talk to the experts and get the right advice around what you can and can't do. And we are the BT50 specialists. Yeah, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of horror stories over the years where people have gone done done things with certain suspension and so on, and then come back to us to fix it. And this isn't right. That's not right. And you know, so that's why we pushed very heavily for a long time around that we are the one-stop shop with a specialist around it. We know it inside and out. Uh, it is our craft. So yeah, we're happy to answer any of those questions. And uh, we do get a lot of DMs through Instagram around that about can you do this? What about this one and that one? Keep firing them our way because. Um, we can answer those and give the best advice and send photos where we can, etc. So Yeah, seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, it does. Okay, Luke, the time has come for our message of the week or our motivation of the week. What have, what have you got for us? Yeah, so this week, it, often it'll be the, the highlight or the, the spotlight of the week for me. It's generally around words or, or something that's really important in the dealership. Last week was finding a way and where we were in the dealership at the time and what we're trying to do, we'll find a way, find a way to get this to work, find a way to, to make that happen, you know, that there's nothing in it that's going to halter us. And and probably this week is um, that's been big and it's a word that I've seemed to frequently use as accountability. And accountability piece is uh, a really big one and that's holding yourself accountable, mm-hmm. uh, managers holding themselves accountable and, and probably holding accountability of some staff of, of making sure that we set some really good process in place, we set some really good boundaries around an expectation and delivering the, the ultimate customer experience. There's got to be accountability around making sure that we do that. How do we do it? How do we safeguard that measure to make sure that it does get done perfectly all the time and um, done in a way where it's done with vigor and, 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 and brilliance, I guess. So um, there's some ways you can do things and just get it done, or there's other ways you can do it with brilliance and um, with a really high expectation. So I like to hold that accountability piece and making sure that it's done really well all the time. 
Um, and you know, when we have those moments when we, we drop and get the job done, um, that's not okay. You know, as long as we've got it done, it's not okay. It needs to be done in a way that uh, we've done it with the, the right way, with the brilliance that's required, but with the right execution from the right game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, sometimes you can fall back on the, a win's a win. And um, as a Dragon supporter, a win's a win. But when it comes <laughs> to a, uh, a well-oiled machine like Ashley Master and with a really high expectation, I believe it's got to be different. Uh, there's a game plan in place and the execution needs to be brewing. Uh, and if it's not, there's need to be some accountability in place around why. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's fix it and let's find out why. Um, so that's been a really big one this week is around accountability, around giving the best of the best all the time. Yeah. And um, do you have any tips for people who are sort of wanting to manage that? So you, you, a massive part of your role here, the main part of your role here is people management. So I guess if there was someone who kind of maybe dropped the ball and they weren't being accountable, what would those steps look like in here? Um, Probably more around having that conversation around, you know what, how does that look? Can you see where we went wrong? How could we have done that better? Um, You know, that's okay. Um, like we still got the same result, but are we going to get the same result next time with that sort of that sort of performance? Um, and you know, probably outlining the areas of what could have gone wrong, or areas that we were lucky to get through because of good process. But if the good process wasn't wasn't there, it might have been a, a complete fallover. You know, so more identifying the areas that we um, that the reason why we stick to really good execution, and not done in a way of berating. It's done in a way of real good positivity of hey, see how bad this could have gone, but see how good it it did go, considering that we haven't done it really well, but imagine how good it could have been if we did it brilliantly, Mm. you know, and and probably in the way that it's delivered. So, uh, and when you're hearing that all the time and trying to find the best way for that brilliance, um, it's really motivational. And when seeing people not just doing things just to get them done, but doing them with with intent and meaning, uh, it goes a long way. And that that actions often speak louder than the words. Definitely. All right, well, we are approaching the end of um, our episode today. We're ready for our weekly unwind. Oh, yes, here we go. I'm, no, I'm, I can't, <laughs> my head actually can't handle another riddle with you, so I've changed it Thank a little God. bit, but it'll come back. But for yep. today, um, I'll do an easy one. What was your favourite class in school and why? Oh, favourite class in school. Um, Well, believe it or not, um, this is one that people probably aren't aware of. I was really good at public speaking. Oh, I, was, I reckon they could have connected the dots. I was very good at public speaking, and then we used to hold a. Um, there was a, a, a part. A, well, part of a class was around. There was a debating club, yeah, and there was um, a public speaking club, and I um, was in the public speaking, uh, not because I wanted to be. It was more that I got put there because I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that fell in line with, um, with, with English. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I actually really did enjoy public speaking. Um, but I actually really did enjoy, um, the natural one was, was probably PE back then. Um, yes. it, was, it was just, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the outdoors, I enjoyed the camaraderie, I enjoyed the bonding and um, it was always that bit of fun, you know? But um, so, and I had a really good teacher. I had one of those teachers back in, in high school, a, a, a PE teacher, that was just a good person, just a good human that treated you well and talked to you on the same level. And um, you just enjoyed it, gave really good energy Makes from it. It makes a lot of difference. It did. And you look back and um, around childhood memories and school memories and so on, and that's one that always stood out to me. So probably PE, closely followed by my public speaking attributes. So. 
What would they What would they give you to? Would you have to write the speech and then kind of? No, you'd get given something, right. and you had to talk about it. Mm. So I actually had one that um, was probably my feature. I had to talk about a tennis ball. So I was given a tennis ball and I had to talk for, I think, three minutes around a tennis ball. And so Just it was like um, ad-lib? Or? Yeah, so you were given a tennis ball. Like it was literally happened that they, you know, you've got wow. three-minute buzzer. Bang, there's a tennis ball. You, you see it about a, a second before you start, before the buzzer goes. And they say, talk to me about a tennis ball. So you got it and it's a tennis ball. So and then you had to obviously go from there and be imaginative with a good story and a storyline. Like, it's like public speaking mixed with like drama it was a little bit yeah. um it was a little bit it was these challenges that I've done but um i just made it relatable and this is probably you know um the first thing i thought of right tennis ball what do i do with a tennis ball i play cricket like crazy with my brothers at home and what else do we do with it and that story came from there and it, it kind of flowed and uh yeah so there you go There's and now you have a podcast so there you go <laughs> yeah there we got a podcast now but um yes who would have thought well that was a nice little insight there luke Thank i think you. that's all we've got time for Thank today you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed another episode of Carman Conversations. I'm really enjoying the new format. If you'd like to continue watching this story, if there's any questions you'd like to know, please feel free to DM me. The link is in the description below. See you guys. That's all for today's episode of Carman Conversations. Thanks for listening. If you're keen to learn more about today's topics, if you have any questions, head over to my Instagram, LDC underscore zero one, or follow along at Aspley.master. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favourite podcast provider by searching Calm Man Conversations, and please, if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a great review.